Black people don't read. Reading is fundamental. Get a book, man. Get the great stories. The great thing about reading is that it broadens your, your life. You know, we all live our lives, but I think a reader lives a hundred other lives. Welcome to Inspire Reads with Inspire Entertainment. Live here at the Hood Television Studios. I'm your host, Mohammed, joined by my co-host, Shamaki and Yasin here. Mm. Unfortunately, Kamal's not about today. <laughs> so, first episode of 2019. Mm. Um, I just wanted to know, have you guys set any goals for this year? Yeah. How about you? New Year, new me. I just want to say this because I wanted to bring back Shamaki's goal of last year that he put out into the public. <laughs> he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to avoid being uh, late this whole year. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't think he passed the week because I'm being late. Yeah, still, yeah. Still, yeah. Nah, you try to you try to beat that today. Yeah, continues. Is the is that gonna continue? Then? Yeah, same resolution. Obviously. Yeah. Right, so how long are we gonna give it? Yasin? one week. <laughs> two days. <laughs> two days. <laughs> nah, I've stopped being tardy. Stop being tardy. Mm. Stopped. Using the fancy words to to distract. Oh, tardy, yeah. What about you? <laughs> um, a lot of my goals I have to keep on the reps, man. Because you know what I mean? can't be airing out your say business like that. But I'll say one goal I can does that say. Mean? Hmm? <coughs> okay, one goal I could I could say is um I've given myself a specific uh, deadline to stick to in terms of releasing content on uh, my by um personal pages. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So see, I'm trying to be as consistent and releasing mm. um high quality content as often as I can. So that's so that's one thing I could release in it to the public. I got similar, I got similar goals and yeah. some other ones as well. But yeah, like I said, like he, like Yasin said, I won't mention them. What are you? <coughs> I would say um, you got some foul sleep. You see the mouth like what's that? Huh? I don't know what he's doing. Bro, you, you spoke at like twenty words per second. There, what's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, that's your job. I was like, you got some foul sleep in your mouth, mate. <laughs> what about you? Um, pretty much the same thing. Mm. Trying to release um, content. Making some my interesting edits. Instagram page. Yeah, very, very abstract. Mm. Very abstract. Yeah, I like abstract things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got money Full in stop. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, um, so you know in the, the interview and what's that? What's that? The uh, Venom guy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. You know the weird interviews. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, that's some shocks he's trying to be like. <laughs> Trying to be edgy in it. Nah, no, nah, yeah, yeah. you're not weird enough, shocks. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this week we're covering a book called Storyworthy by an author called Matthew Dix. Um, he's got quite the resume, so it's pretty interesting. Um, originally, we were meant to have a guest on that I think is a very good storyteller. I won't say it now, so hopefully, when he comes on, we'll we'll get him to tell us a bit of a story, mm-hmm. and then um, we'll we, you can maybe refer to the book a bit. But so yeah. I just wanted to pick up a book that was to do with storytelling and. I like the importance of it, and then yeah, just uh, before we do that, I had a little bit of a little bit of a challenge. Um, so, what I wanted to do was m- basically make a section where we tell a story, and then the, other, the others have to guess whether the story is truthful or false. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it would make it very interesting. So, let's go first. I think that'll be you. Yeah, you've been absent. You've been absent. So man. I've been putting yeah, in work, been, man. Nah. I'm I'm trying to get that money, man. That paper. That guala, man. You want me to go first? Yeah, go for uh, if, no. if you feel a bit nervous, obviously sharks can lead in it. Huh? You can, oh, you're nervous as well. You're, you're big age, fam. You're leading. Are you leading? <laughs> you talking, you you Are you leading? You're leading what? Huh? You're starting. You, you okay, send them on the other. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that was a bit of insecurity coming yeah, up. Oh, 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 o
All right, so here's, here's my story. Okay. Here's the thing with this. It's, it's a bit of a balance between keeping a straight face and also making the story interesting. Isn't it? Like, yeah. adding yeah. Emotions yeah, in. camera, I don't think I'm too good at that, but yeah. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so I had a GCSE art, uh, yeah. believe it or not. <laughs> mm. I had a GCSE art, and then um, with GCSE art, it's like, like there's a final exam of 10 hours. You have to do a 10-hour exam, mm-hmm. yeah? And then me, like, I had no patience. Like, two hours max was top. Like, otherwise, I'm losing interest straight away. So, yeah. um, the, 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 so we sat down. Everyone got to do their thing. So the, it's pretty free in the class. Like, everyone's just walking around. They got their, they got their little area where they got all their art stuff mm-hmm. set up. And um, interestingly enough, I was doing a piece that was a mosque, basically. It was a collage of different materials, and I was trying to make a mosque out of it. So, yeah, I, I, I was in the middle of that 10-hour art exam, and that's like the final exam of your of your school um, career yeah. in art anyway. And then, um, yeah, halfway through, I got super bored. All my guys were, were on lunch break. And, yeah, I saw them playing football outside from the from the window. yeah. yeah. And uh, I went downstairs and I, I, I said to the teacher, I'm, I'm going to the, I'm going to that. And then I went downstairs and <laughs> um, started nope. kicking ball. Nope. I, think, I think I got a nice couple of goals in still. <laughs> <laughs> That's and false. Then, and then, uh, all right. <laughs> the story is it's, false. Yeah, the whole story has to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> am I you to get benched by the manager? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm playing football and enjoying myself. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> I'm hearing, hey, Mohamed! <laughs> Mohamed, what are you doing down there? <laughs> and the art building's like right at the top of the school, isn't it? and then yeah, the yeah. playground's at the bottom. And then I'm, I'm looking up and I'm seeing like, how the face is looking at, look, looking at me from, from the, the classroom where the art exam's happening. And then uh, I'm like, oh, so, like, I, didn't, I didn't even hear it the first time. I was just yeah. enjoying myself. Yeah. And then... Some of my Young football guys, feet. some of my football guys are like, "Yo, so they're calling you, like, yo, <laughs> you're wanted, you're a wanted man." And then I, I was like, "Oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> That's my GCSE art done. <laughs> Who knows? That might be my only GCSE." <laughs> but yeah, I go, I, I go back upstairs, and yeah. my teacher, the art teacher, who's also doing video, is standing there right at the top, and she's like staring, at me like, "What is wrong?" What is wrong with you? Mm. And then, uh, yeah, to my surprise, she let me back in. I finished the exam and I got a pretty good grade. <laughs> is that story truth or false? I feel like... Um, <laughs> what would you feel like? Go on, I feel like it's a true story except the, the football bit. I, I feel thought, like... Do you know what, like, I feel the exact same way. I feel like uh, yeah. there's no way you can't could have, like... Because you're attending it. Nah, yeah, I, I feel like this nah, nah, no chance. Because, because, no, what are you saying? Like, like, like Mo, Mo is, um, you know, you know the kids that run laps on the playground. <laughs> nah, nah, this is it. <laughs> this, <laughs> is a, this is a secret. You do not disclose. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it before. Though. I was, yeah, I was have, like, yeah. I was that kid. Yeah, he's a, he's a <laughs> playground lapper. So I feel like, <laughs> so I feel like instead of football, playground lap. Instead of football, I think he he probably did a whole load of lapping. Um, <laughs> who are you racing? Who are you racing? <laughs> he just, they just run. I was, I was trying to be my personal best. <laughs> <laughs> they run by themselves, you know, the arms behind their backs. Yeah, yeah they're Naruto so yeah. Yeah, Um But nah, in all seriousness, I feel like it's the truth. You think it's a true story, mm. but the, the playground bit is I was running around instead of playing football. Like a game contestant that was about to lose a million. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I would say um, I say it's a true story. Who are you? 
I'm 70% of nah, the way. Nah, nah, nah. You got to go all in or all out. Imagine nah, if this is It's a true story. Uh, yeah, it's a true story. You, flam- <laughs> you flamboyant character. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if it was false. Imagine it. I, I think that would be a pretty elaborate storytelling. No, I was going to call it some more, but... I think we'll just have time for one for today. All right, who's next? Uh, sharks. <clears throat> oh, yeah, um, something interesting. Tell us something about that enigma named Shamaki. <laughs> nah. Um, one time in school... Uh, each form had to come up with uh, what's it called like a presentation and whatnot about anything mm. um, and then my form pretty much uh, we didn't come up with anything mm-hmm. so we thought we would go out on stage and like just crack jokes and stuff um, and then once when we did go out on stage um, all we literally did was just started uh, what's it called just insulting the kids Roasting, the kids. roasting, yeah, whoever. Um, and then <coughs> it wasn't my idea, mm. but I just, I, you know what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I mean it wasn't. It wasn't my idea, and but I, I, I didn't stop it. And it was kind of funny. And then anyway, so did you contribute? I did. Course. <laughs> <laughs> Should be an investigation, isn't it? And then, and then, uh, you know, he, 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 after you finished, he, he was doing talks at his old school and stuff. Is it? Yeah, yeah come on, what the hell? I bet the same kids were like, I swear this guy was roasting us last year. Nah, but the thing was, there was this, I, I do it in a charming way, innit? Yeah, I'll roast to make I'll you feel good about yourself at the same time. Do it, do it, yes, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ready for it. Uh, um, but yeah, anyways, we were out on stage and then we were just like, you know, roasting people. And then it finished and then the teachers were like, um, that was a shambolic performance. Like, what are you guys doing up there? Like, proper got my form tutor um, like into a lot of trouble because they were like, why didn't you conduct these kids? How could you allow them to do that? <laughs> it? Was the form teacher watching the whole time? Uh-huh, yeah, she was watching. She was enjoying it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> up in it. She was one of those teachers. Yeah. Finished. And then afterwards, so the next form came up and they were the one that we were mainly targeting. Yeah. And then the <laughs> other guy that that was roasting, like he made a political move. He yeah. like went up to one of them and he was like, yo, please, like, you know, allow me to stab <laughs> So, it, the towel, uh, so these guys they go up and the whole time I'm just yeah. bare nervous just waiting for them to, to roast in it mm. but they're actually doing their, their, their thing in it they actually had something planned in it mm. so then I'm like oh that's calm so and then they walk off stage and then one guy comes back and he's like this yeah uh, our, per- our presentation was dry but at least it wasn't as dry as Shmarky's legs <laughs> <laughs> In front of in front of everyone, yeah, this is definitely real. I was <laughs> like, I seen them legs right there. <laughs> 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 you guys leave footprints bad. <laughs> He's not <like>, wearing. <laughs> you bounty. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and then um, yeah, that was. <laughs> and then I remember, I remember like some people that I met later on in school were like, that was the first time they heard of me. <laughs> what? From that oh, story. You got yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I thought you were the house captain. Though. No, nah, that was primary school. I'm talking secondary school. So secondary school, you were at the bottom of the barrel. Nah, what the hell? <laughs> secondary school, I was I was top, top, top of the top of the class. Yeah, that, that was my only downfall. That was definitely real. Hundred <laughs> 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 percent. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. I wish it was a lie. Right, about you? It's one of my finest hours. Yeah, this is boring, man. We need some we need some complicated <laughs> stories. Yeah. God, yes, it's save the show. Complicated stories. I'll give it. Okay, it's so Abby looks like. Hmm? <laughs> no, I'm meant to be dark. Okay, so um, this was many moons ago. 
I was, uh, you know, in back home, Africa, motherland, <laughs> the pride, uh, pride and joy. Uh. Um, so, you guys know where I'm from. <laughs> I was, where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Somalia, Somaliland. <laughs> um, so, I was there when I was around eight or nine. So, what happened was, I'll stay in my family's house. Uh, if my parents did this here, they'll be locked up. So um, also I left alone for like half an hour, forty-five minutes. Yeah, little symbolism. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> locked up, free my bro. Um, so I was locked up, locked up. I was locked up inside the house. On boards, yeah. Back home. Yeah, back home. And um, I'm just hearing a sound, sounds coming from outside. So do you know me go investigate? Mm. I see bear goats, bear goats, <laughs> bear goats. Okay. How did you investigate if you were locked up? Locked up in a sense where like I was left in the house by myself. Okay. Home alone, uh, yeah, yeah, home alone. So I went out. Oh, try break it. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I investigated. Um, so the way, uh, so we had like a joint, uh, joint garden with the neighbors, and then they had just like a small gate. Up. And I went outside. I'm seeing like 50 girls. I'm like, raw. They all by themselves in it. Let me go. You know what I mean? They need the leader and that. So I went up to, oh, went up to the goat center and I opened the door. How old do you think you were? So eight or nine, I was what, a very it, sick kid. Open the door into the house. No, I opened the, the their the, part of the garden and I let the goats gate. come in our area. So I was thinking, do you know what? These men are hungry. And oh. I took them back to the crib in it. <laughs> yeah, like, so I let them whip up some noodles yeah. for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little shepherd boy and I was running to the house, man. I'm pushing them, come, come, come. And then right. I was bored <laughs> after they finished like all the food in it. Because right. my mom prepared she prepared food. Oh god. And then she left the light because normally we sit we sit like in the middle. Of the of the of the house in it, there's like a I explained it. The roof was like an open roof in it in the middle, mm. and obviously the rooms would have roofs in it just in case anyone at home is quite mm. ignorant in it. I think you know, Africa back home just mud huts, but so that happened and then. So what happens when it rains to that area. Uh, they have like um, little drains, mm. so all the water goes. What is it like? Is it like a little outside bit, or is it just? I'll will show you I'll show you mean later on mm. and, but uh, I'll just throw in oh, come just, on yeah. I you say I'll show you later yeah, on nah. <laughs> <the> story <laughs> you know what I'll, okay go okay so what I did is I was bored Wait, but in the light just that deep <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what happened was I was thinking do you know what like they're gonna get back and I can't let these guys go back so what I did was what, I put the, the goats can't get, go back they can't go back from <laughs> they were crying screaming like bah mm. like, and what I did was put five, there was like, I think 10 bedrooms, five in each bedroom. Whoa, what? Yeah, and I closed the door in it. <laughs> Bear in mind, these my shit everywhere. And they made a big mess of it. Oh, you know, girls, so I went there scared, didn't it? It's pooing everywhere. So then my mom gets back in it. She's like, what about for the yard? Like, what's going on? Why is there, why is there bear marks on the floor? So she's hearing screaming from like animals in it. She's just like, there's no way it could be our house. And I think my grandma was the first one to open one of the doors and she basically got like, rushed. She yeah. fell backwards in it. God, yeah. And uh, you guys know then. And you managed to come it. back to England with no problems. Okay, but the couple of scars in it, but. There <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, go live with them now. Yeah, man, <laughs> I see your family now. Yeah, I had another story, <coughs> in it, a quick one. Right, go on. Um, I was in the streets, you know, I'm back home, smiling, that, okay, so. And, um, you know, when you go back home, yeah, Africa, when you go back home, mm. the animals are very, you know, I like saying that, very majestic back home, you know. But when you go home, you know, the animals are very, very, very cheeky, very cheeky. You will see in the <laughs> videos. These animals back home, like they run away with like watermelons and that. Yeah. So imagine it. Yeah, I, I bought a fat watermelon. I got wrapped by like three baboons. <laughs> 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 the baboons, I think they were in type, some type of monkey in it. Mm. And then 
basically after one grabbed that on my hand and ran with it, his boy like oh, booted sh- me in my back. In it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his boy, <laughs> and then I fell on my face in it. I started to cut right here. He needs a TV show. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. You, yeah. you need you need a TV show, mate. Yeah. Baboons and goats and all sorts. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the animal whisperer. Interesting. <coughs> what was that? Yeah, Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Doolittle, some early version. All right, all right that's a, that's an interesting way to start off. So yeah, we'll go I into feel the. Like, uh, oh, we didn't even say whether nah, it's true. Hundred percent. It's, it's true. What do you mean, man? It's true. Both of us. Are we discussing this? Nah, I don't believe it. You know, you I don't know believe you got diamond. kicked in the back by a monkey. Huh? <laughs> I don't believe you got kicked. Let me let me let me give you more detail. Let me give you more detail. What do you mean? Is it is it true or not? It's true. What you got? Yeah. Okay, you're the only guy that's going to get kicked in the back by a monkey. So, explain this. The the monkey Mm. was running at like a fast pace. You know how fast they're running? And And you watched this happen? No, it was behind me. One of the ones wrapped out of my hands was three of them in it. The other one's backing his boy carrying. getting bullied by monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) And then the third one did like the finishing blow, so I wouldn't chase them. <laughs> so, so he kicked me and I fell <laughs> down. Put it in shim. Yeah, no, I put it in shim. Before you took how old are you? Eight. Yeah, nah. Do you know how powerful monkeys are, bro? Uh, I mean, then again, you're bottom heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can defeat me? Uh, no, it's yeah, That is mad, fam. Yeah, God damn. Mad. Are you planning to go there back anytime soon? Nah, get get your revenge. Get your revenge, man. Get your revenge. Come with your boys as well. Well, those monkeys are old now, wise. You understand the chance this time? I saw a picture of a, of a monkey on social media. It's what monkeys do now without no fur. Chiseled, bro. That's what I know. Those are chimpanzees, man. Haven't, haven't you seen uh, David Attenborough's show? Dynasties. Oh, yeah. The I first episode. Did you see the first episode? I watched the one with the Yo, fish. Was that blue, 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 blue something that's in the blue fan, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> nah, Dynasties, the first episode, there's uh, chimpanzees, isn't it? It's all about the chimpanzees. And, bruv, those chimpanzees are mad. mad like, they were they finishing each other differently. That like, one guy lost his fingers and everything, but he still got back up and walked seven miles. <laughs> like, Yo, those guys are not to be messed with. Mm. <coughs> all right, so, yeah, I just want to talk about the importance of storytelling as human beings, as social beings. And... Mm. The use of storytelling in our daily lives, like, what do you guys think is uh, the point of storytelling? Like, is it important at all? Yeah, I think personally, it's a very important skill because, um, <coughs> especially in the in the way the writer spoke about in the book, mm. um, we'll talk about it, we'll, we'll touch upon this later on. Um, so, for example, at one point he was mentioning different people coming to him for advice mm. on storytelling. So, um, businesses, uh, therapists to help. Uh, people sort of like give a sort of like better explanation mm. of a certain story and just general people going to for advice like couples that have like um, issues and then with the intention of helping their relationship so be able to open up to each other more okay. mm. so I feel like storytelling <coughs> is a very very key skill and it's a skill that you, you can only develop through telling stories and Practice. yeah and getting feedback and stuff so Mm. That's what I've done. It's a good point. I didn't think of it like that, like mm. using to to settle marriage relationships and stuff. Yeah, because mm. think about how many things that like people keep to themselves, isn't it? Mm. So it's very deep in it, but it's true. A lot of people nah, keep things. Because communication up is yeah, sometimes deep. like people don't know how they're going to communicate the thing yeah. or how people are going to anticipate it, and like being a good storyteller, I think makes that a bit more easy. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, no, what Yasin was basically saying. Um, You're just going to use that cheap card. Huh? Oh, looky. 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 Looky, man. You're an enigma, I'm man. A, a mysterious guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, obviously with stories, it's 
it's like that's like mostly how most all like all communications yeah. mm. is like done through a story something like you coming into work telling your colleague oh like i was late because this happened and that happened mm. um but obviously um something that he said mm-hmm. in a book that was uh profound was that there's obviously a difference between telling a story and just like telling an anecdote of just like me coming late yeah. for example good example it's just like it's just like you know what I mean it's just, it's just yeah. one of those anecdotes in it but like to make it an actual story it would need you know certain elements um like obviously we'll touch more into that later on but it was sort of that that it was sort of when he said that like there's a difference between someone just telling you something yeah. and someone actually telling you a story um and obviously we like we're like somali aunties and you know your moms and that like the crazy yeah, storytellers yeah. like the emotions the hands the, the sounds the high pitch the low pitch i'll say before uh mo gives his Opinion answer to that. Who said I was gonna give one? (laughs) Fair enough. Anyhow, um, do you guys think that like ethnic background and stuff could have some? So, for example, someone say for example someone being from a specific area in the world, Mm. them giving a more of an edge in terms of storytelling because obviously us as Somalis we're always renowned for our comedic. Yeah, I mean, spoken word poems. Yeah, I mean motherland and that. (laughs) So, so if you back home in it. Um, but do you guys think, on a serious note, do you guys think that you have some type of edge over another ethnic group because we are known for commu- like being funny and think, telling good I stories? Uh, I was going to mention this when I was, uh, was going to talk about why I yeah. think it's important, but um, I'll just touch on it b- briefly. Basically, mm. in terms of um, human beings, we're social creatures, isn't it? And, yeah, uh, one of the key things about storytelling is it's, it's also telling like what your experience is like and um, I was listening to another podcast uh, a few weeks back and I was thinking about this. It's like humans want to survive at the end of the day. Mm. So to to ensure that our people are surviving as well, we tell them our experiences and we experience, like, for example, if you want a job, if you want job advice, you go to someone that, you know, has experience in that. So it's kind of like survival, isn't it? And yeah. at the basic stage, like, storytelling is that key thing. Like, you you want to get that job more if a person explains it to you more, yeah, yeah. Like, in a more interesting way or whatever. Mm. And I think... That combined with the fact that a lot of these ethnic minorities they come from backgrounds where it's a bit, mm-hmm. there's a lot more hardship, and the way they deal with things is uh, you, you have to be creative about it. So, like, I, I think that's a thing that through their situations has made them more creative in that regard, anyway. And yeah, that's why. And I think another thing is the language as well. Yeah, I think some certain languages are there's a lot of different ways of being creative around using the words within the language that. Mm make it more um, interesting when you're doing the storytelling or whatever. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Mm. I feel like when it comes to storytelling, like each... I want to say, like, someone has the edge. Mm. I'll just say that there's, like, different, I don't know, like, niches that each, I will say, people have. Like, for example, there's, like, a lot of, like, Chinese proverbs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are good. And then, obviously, like... Um, then you got like mangas mm. and you know uh, stuff like that and anime which is massive and then obviously like no, what do you mean though? Hmm? Uh, like what I'm saying is, is that 
Like yeah, I'm doing, each doing laps around the playground. What I'm trying to say is, is, is basically that like I don't think anyone has a certain edge uh, over um, different people, mm. but like because of their backgrounds, because like each background uses its like strengths, yeah, and um, to like tell their story. So, for example, you saying like um, with us that it's like funny stories and whatnot. Yeah. Like I'm saying certain niches, but I feel like I disagree with the trucks. Yeah, big, big time. What do you mean? Like, there are I've like for example, our people, and yeah. I haven't met one person who's Somali who's not a good storyteller. Yeah, not what like or one that can't tell majority. a good story. It's not funny. Yeah, majority. It's very high majority of yeah. people. Yeah, and that 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 is a skill in terms of your improv. Your improv is good, really good, like conversationally. Yeah. Uh, like, and I, I I think like. Other ethnicities, they don't have that level of improv quality. Like they, they can just come up with different things in, in the conversation that quickly. If you got yeah, to some random, adult, like he'll be able to give you fifty different. Like if you, you'll be able to give you very like multiple capture, different. Yeah, capture yeah. the attention. Different ones. I, I feel like that's just a very bias. broad, broad bias thing. But like, it's not bias. It's true. Though. I just, I don't know. Like yeah. I, I think Way obviously Somalis are good at telling stories. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But I don't know, like, to just be like, they're 100% better than, awesome. than, than maybe everyone else. he's not a good storyteller yeah, after all. Is, <laughs> nah, it just doesn't make, like, I just don't, uh, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I get what you guys are saying, yeah. but, what, so what's the, like, so what you guys saying, we're the best storytellers? 100%. Like, but how do you know that? As a majority, I think. Like where's to, where's the stats? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, where's the facts? Stats, uh, I know. We have to do your main little monkey survey or something on the <laughs> side. It's, it's just literally you guys just saying it because your close circles are the Somalis. No, I think when you look at like general like media and stuff. How many times like, oh my god, your people are so funny. I love them so yeah. much. <laughs> that sounds like MJ in it. <laughs> uh, I don't. Know, I don't know. I don't know what to think at that point. I just uh, think. I, I mean, I, I do think, think that we are very good storytellers. <laughs> um, I don't think that we're... We have an advantage, is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean... I feel like everyone has, like, their own... Everyone has like, their own, their own little ways of mm. storytelling, but yeah, yeah. But the main in terms of improv... Yeah, uh, is a lot of it's passed down, in it? So yeah. you can't argue that. You can't argue, okay, it's a one-off thing. You get me? Because a lot of stuff, we see it from our elders... Elders and then they pass, we pass it on. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah, it's been we've been going through the same stuff, yeah. Isn't it? You get me? So I wouldn't say that. Mm. It's just a, I mean, I feel like dismissing a very big, anyhow, we'll bring the research very soon. And me and nah, I, I mean, I'm not really dismissing it, I just feel like it's just nah, you can't ask, though, like, without, it. yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's just <laughs> okay. So, we're going on the ropes, huh? <laughs> 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 so yeah, I think that's the general use of storytelling within your daily lives is making sure that you're able to conversate uh, and like what Yasin said about, for example, in therapy or whatever, yeah, yeah. in job interviews, when you're making connections with people. Like for me, a, a few years ago, I dismissed the idea of small talk totally. I was like, there's no point in small talk. Like it just, it's it's kind of useless. Mm. You just get to the point and then get on with it. Yeah. But nowadays I'm thinking that like, you're getting to know the person a bit more and relate to them a bit more and it makes the conversation a bit more memorable when you do have that little bit of small talk mm. there's there's situations there's situations where it's very clear that, that person just wants one thing but generally I don't think that's the case so I think it's good to have that small talk and that uh, ability to have conversations so yeah that's my that's my take on it I'm not just small talk 
in terms of storytelling in general, like that's a level of storytelling in itself, isn't it? So, like, how are you? What you been up to lately? And then, like, I think there's this idea that you should just dismiss that these days and just get onto the, straight to the point. But mm. I don't think those conversations are memorable. And when you're networking, you're trying to build your network, yeah, yeah. you need to have those those memorable moments. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say, essentially. That's in two words. Huh? <laughs> so I, f- I feel like um, with that point mm. that when you do basically tell someone like a story especially like something that I got from the book because like people usually like you know those like um, like vulnerable type stories yeah. where, where there are like failures and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and like that like obviously if like there's a way that the way I see it personally is like, let's say I'm networking with someone. Yeah. Then there's like small talk, but once that that's done, there's like there's nothing to it. There's like for me, there's no like connection that has been built. Mm. Whereas if like it doesn't have to be like a straight vulnerable story, but like an actual like you know like something like deep something in to it, relate to you. something yeah something to relate to something that you can both like get and you hear me like that's. Like for example, like a lot of colleagues in at work, they mostly like bond off of the fact that they both don't like their managers yeah. and like different stories and whatnot, or like mm. st- students that um, bond together like over or uh, like how tough the student life is, mm. etc. Like you've already passed that. There's like this relatable place that you guys have come to instead of just like how you've been as a family, good. Whereas that's just... Yeah, but that's just a foundation to build onto those conversations. So you're not just going to jump straight into a deep story, are you? Okay. No, what I'm saying is just like uh, in terms of building connections and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Okay. What are you going to say? No, no, I was saying if that's the case, then how come comedians and storytellers, they can go into a room Mm. a crowd of people they've never met before or like say for example, they've never seen them stuff and able to capture their attention and able to vibe with them, do you understand? So there's a few things that can be discussed within the book section so I mean, yeah I don't know what are you going to say no nothing I'll yeah so we'll jump straight into the book um, <laughs> Story Worthy by Matthew Dix um, the author himself is quite an interesting character um, he starts off the book by just saying like the amount of bad things that have happened to him in his mm. life which I found a bit a bit, a bit, uh, a bit it, false yeah. in it. I was like, uh, I don't believe this long list of, of things that's happened to him. In, in, I, I just couldn't believe it, you know. Mm. And then uh, the fact that he was writing a whole book on storytelling, how to be a better storyteller, uh, it, it just kind of I was like, eh, I don't really believe these stories here. But mm. but then after he started getting into it a bit more and like, he gives his techniques and stuff, then I was like, yeah, I respect his his hustle in it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, what do you guys think about the book? And you want to get into any specific details? Um, I'll say from the beginning, he sort of had my attention in it, but mm. I feel like if I was to adapt some of the stuff that he, he put forward with telling stories and stuff, being 100% honest, obviously with a with a story, you're going to be honest to an extent, you get me? Yeah. But I don't give it the whole, put all your business out there. You get me? Because I feel like, saying. yeah. And he was like, oh, that's where the best stories come from. Uh, not necessarily. I don't feel like I would need to humiliate myself at such a high level that he, obviously he was... Mm. A lot of these people are committed to do. And 
no my peas. Yeah, so if I give a bit of background, so the story, like the author himself, he starts off by saying that he originally just started, he was listening to, pod, he's always telling stories to his great group of friends and family and they all said like, oh, you're a great storyteller and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was writing a blog, he said every single day for like 18 years or something. Mm-hmm. So he is very accomplished in storytelling and then he'd never done it publicly or in front of people mm-hmm. um, other than people he knew and then yeah. he started listening to a podcast called something, Moth something. Moth yeah. podcast. Yeah, and then uh, he was saying that like the that, that podcast runs a, a weekly show. Yeah. I'd like to say about basically people will come onto the stage and tell their stories, and um, it would just be anyone random. And they'll pick their names out of a hat, sort of like an open mic. Uh, I was remember I actually wanted to do something like that originally. I was like, oh. why don't we try and jump into one of yeah, these places yeah. where you tell your stories? Yeah. But yeah, um, so he did, he did that for the first time, and then he realized that he liked it, and then he just kept on doing it. And like the guy won like thirty four out of. 40 yeah. uh, competitions where it was about to be a st- storytelling so yeah he gave his his accolades and yeah he was very ac- um, accomplished in terms of storytelling and what mm. people will think about him um, so yeah uh, uh, and then after he gave a few more like because originally I was thinking eh, I don't really need this book you know mm. and then uh, after you start reading it and then he gives like some really strategic like um, specific things that you can do to improve your storytelling. I was like, yeah, these are actually valuable. So uh, I'll mention them a bit later on. But what you got to say? Yeah, now he had um, at the beginning. Uh, I listened. He was on that podcast that you sent. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there was this podcast that I forgot the name of. Oh, uh, the of manliness. Yeah, something like that. Um, and this guy was on, and the way he was talking about, you know, telling stories and stuff like that, it was very like interesting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the, the the typical way of just like, because obviously beforehand, um, when this when I'm just looking at like how to tell a story, how to write a story, etc. I'm just looking at like authors and stuff like that, and it's a lot different hearing it from someone that actually tells stories. Like, uh, yeah. like when you're saying when you're telling the story is a lot different to when you're reading, isn't it? Mm. Um, so I thought it was interesting to hear from that that side, um, and then. As I was reading the book, like there was a whole load of points that he was saying that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like he has this thing called homework for life, yeah. which um, basically every day he writes, you know, like a sentence or like something which has happened um, basically in in his like day, um, whatever it is, you just write it down. And then memorable moments, yeah, memorable moments, and then from like those moments, he's able to like develop them into like actual stories mm-hmm. by basically following like some steps that he gives. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the the steps that I liked was the five second moment. You know, basically, um, sort of like give the example which he gave um, is that <clears throat> you know, like if you look at Jurassic Park, mm. the movie. Like I personally haven't seen it. Innit? What? None of them. Hmm? Nah. None of them. God damn. Nah, just, I'm convinced. You know, sometimes I just think you never had man. a TV in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I know. Yes, mate. God <laughs> damn. Just, nah, I'm just going watching Michael Jackson tutorials. And <laughs> 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 um, anyways, uh, yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but when he was talking about how the five second moment of that movie being that there's this guy who doesn't really like children and then what happens is at the end of the movie the guy basically like likes children and the concept is that he has like he's with like this girl 
who wants children, but he doesn't want nothing to do with children, innit? and that's like children. causing friction, in it. And then he gets stuck with like two kids, mm. and have to like hide from dinosaurs and whatnot. Um, and then allegedly, since you haven't watched Jurassic allegedly, you know, you <laughs> could never could have been, could have been anything, <laughs> in it. but apparently there's dinosaurs in it. So, <laughs> and then um, basically, I don't know if it's towards the end of the movie, <laughs> but there's a part in the <laughs> movie Titanic. where he basically has the two kids, and then like the kids making him laugh, and then basically he realizes that like kids ain't so bad, um, and like that's basically the five second moment that transitional period from him not liking children to like uh, accepting yeah the turning point Um, you know the same thing with the example he gave of Indiana Jones how he's like this scientist guy that doesn't like believe in God and stuff like that and then towards the end like he has that spiritual moment Um, so like him basically saying that it's those parts there that people like relate to and people can connect to mm-hmm. because obviously not everyone's going to be chased by dinosaurs in it yeah. and not everyone's going to be um like looking through tombstones and all that stuff but people can relate to like finding so finding god just now or like finding um I'm trying to ruin my dreams man huh I'm trying to ruin my dream shocks listen mate, if you want to do it and go ahead yeah mate, i'm here to support you <laughs> but um yeah so That's it's basically right. the the turning points that we all relate to and then everything else is just like adds to it mm-hmm. which I thought really interesting mm. anything you found interesting? I mean <coughs> some of the points that you did give will some you, of the you take any of those and use them in real life? to be honest um, a lot of it I guess with storytelling a lot of times you just need to throw yourself in there I guess if if there's a case where you're you're a comedian or you're someone that makes money off this, like you live for this kind of stuff, like mm. performing and telling your stories in front of people, your your TED Talks and stuff, if you do that kind of thing. Mm. Then I guess some of the steps <coughs> they did give would be useful for you, but if you're someone that's casual, casual person and you tell stories, people tell you, oh, that's a good story every now and then, then I guess you can go off of telling more stories, you get me? And finding your own sort of like... Trail and error. Yeah, your own source, your own twang, you get me? With, in terms of telling stories. I don't feel necessarily you will need to go to all of these workshops, reading all these magical books, and that will make your ability at telling good stories mm. any better. You get me? Mm. So that's where I stand. Overall, I'd say in terms of my, I, I did feel that it was a it was a very very interesting book. I did enjoy. Is it, is it worth a read? Yeah, it's definitely worth a read, and it's a light read as well. So really, yeah. Nah. So one thing he did throughout the whole book was he told like every chapter or so he'll tell a little mini story in between it just to yeah. like accentuate his point a bit more mm. uh, I don't know man I found it a bit long sometimes so I was like yeah mate just get on with it like, can't lie, I kind of yeah. enjoyed some of them I knew, you, some of them I, I knew you'd like it I was like yeah Sharks would like this but uh, for me centric character I was like, cause at the end of <laughs> every, this? This at every, every point we're trying to build your character. Yeah, I like that. Before you're a blank slate, but now they know a little bit about you know a little Mac Jackson tutorials. <laughs> 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 they don't watch Jurassic Park. Yeah, but uh, for me, like those are a little bit annoying, and I, I feel like his writing style was uh, also a bit repetitive. Like he always, yeah. it's like a point of evidence explaining it. Like it was tell a point, and then he'd be like, "Yeah, this is good." But you should do this instead. I, I feel like that was, that was getting a bit annoying as well. Okay, Matthew. Yeah, so... 
it. So yeah, but in terms of like what you can take away from the book, I feel like you can. There's a lot of things that people like, like, like for example, English teachers. I feel like they could uh, use some of these techniques within their classes. And mm-hmm. like, I actually sent the book straight away to my cousin, who's an English teacher. I was like, "Yo, read this. Like, you. I think you 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 can adapt it in a way that you can mm-hmm. help kids in terms of te- in terms of storytelling mm-hmm. and helping them understand the importance of it." And then um, there are also these specific techniques that he was using, like um, this spreadsheet that he created. It was related to what Shimaki said earlier about um, the five-second thing. And um, basically, he'll he'll tell you to write your best thing, your worst thing. Like you'll give it, he'll give you a topic, for example, like let's say your best job, your worst job, your. Um, he'll just give you like these different little yeah, questions and then you'll list them all and then you would have within those you'll 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 think about stories that you can tell within that mm. uh, um list of words that you've written mm-hmm. and i felt like a lot of thing a lot of it was essentially it was brainstorming like it, it was just brainstorming yeah. mm-hmm. w- like anything that comes into your head and then trying to link it together and making that story which is i think is a natural thing but yeah. i feel like this was making it in such a way that um, people that might have like writer's block or something they can take it and like they can practice with it and improve their improv skills mm. so mm. yeah I feel like that was a repetitive thing but it was it was good like he was like what do you call it um, adding on to his point and yeah. like cementing it basically so yeah I think it's definitely worth the read and I, I enjoyed it mm. another point that I like that <coughs> he made um, was that to basically uh, like, if well, I, I think it obviously it was like a lot of it was related to like if you're, you know, going out on stage and actually performing mm-hmm. or like telling stories and whatnot, mm-hmm. but like telling the stories that, um, that like you would at like dinner tables and stuff, yeah, yeah. Like, or like how you would at a dinner table, um, and like how people at a dinner table wouldn't like start off with like some next crazy like proverb or like something like you know like one of those like universal like cringy type of stuff or yeah. like starting off with like so Kevin Hart humor mm-hmm. Kevin Hart humor at the dinner table nah, I mean no I wasn't really thinking forget, of that forget that man uh, <laughs> yeah don't know about that no, no like else. universal like you get me like I don't know this man like I don't know, like I can't think of one in it, but like not, not, not like Kevin Hart. It's hella high right now. Anyways, it's not, it's 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 never that deep. You're with me, yeah. You're the with me replacement today. Yeah. So basically, what? (laughs) So basically, yeah. Anyways, um, (laughs) you guys threw me off. So flustered, bro. (laughs) What was I saying? Basically, basically, (laughs) right? (sighs) Look. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go. What's yeah, there go in it? it? Reach for it. <laughs> basically. Take a break, bro. Basically. He's going to fade. Going, the how, how you like t- to tell a story if you're going out uh, on stage yeah. in it, mm. of how you would at a dinner table. And like, knowing at a dinner table like starts off with things like, boom. And then like, so, you know, like, or just like crazy sounds or and stuff like that. Like there's uh So basically somebody got telling a story. There's a there's like a way to basically do it. And yeah. And the way that he mentioned was like having what's it called? The cinematic uh eye, I think. He said something like that, where basically you're yeah. always 
whoever's like listening to you mm-hmm. um, is always like seeing something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to put them in a position where they feel like they're there. Yeah. Um, uh, so, like for example, when the like the other example I was trying to say was like the universal thing, mm-hmm. which he mentioned, um, where someone started off like, uh, "My mother is like oh, yeah. um, an ocean." My mother is like an ocean where it's she's it's just like the f- the further you go, the deeper it gets and the darker it is and like full of secrets and stuff like that. Like that doesn't it put some sort of image, it's but it's not something that's a bit dark. You think? Nah, that was the example he gave in it. But like how a director would then sort of film that mm. would be like of a voiceover or something like that. It's not something specific mm. that you can look at. Um, whereas him saying, starting off like, um, I remember a time where I was at in the garden, blah, blah, blah. Like, so now you're like, you get me? Like now you're like in a garden, et cetera, et cetera. So I found that a very interesting way of like telling stories. The fact that, um, you're always giving your audience something to look at, something for them to, uh, to see, to follow. So then they actually like feel like they're the journey in it mm-hmm. um and like that's how he was saying that they they're constantly captivated and want to know like what's next and what's happening mm-hmm. like he gave the example of um a scientist not, not a scientist uh, someone came up to him and it was like um there's this crucial part of the story but like for me to tell it i need to like explain to people how photosynthesis works yeah mm-hmm. um and obviously, his the guy's initial idea was that mm-hmm. he would be talking, talking, then he would pause and be like, okay, for this bit, like, I need to tell you guys what photosynthesis is. And then he's like, so think back to freshman days um, where, you know, like, so then he was basically telling him if you approach it like that, mm. then it becomes more of like a, it would be more of a science lecture. Yeah. yeah. Than like an you're saying story. this is how you keep them more interested. That's how you keep the people interested by like constantly giving them something to look at, like locations, mm. um, etc. And yeah, that's what that I found really interesting. Have you guys ever done? This is a totally different tangent, but have you guys ever done a personality test, like a Myers Briggs personality test? Yeah. Nah. Have you heard of it? It's all a lie. Huh? So like yeah. Nah, but a lot of people find it. Uh, they do it, and then they they have the personality that they expect. Like they fit into the bracket. is 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 pretty specific. I think you guys you guys should do it. But um, it, it, oddly enough, my old manager at my workplace, she was like a. Uh, I mentioned it once before in the podcast, but yeah, this is going to be a bit more detail. She was basically <laughs> a therapist that would use that the personality types to um, advise you essentially. Mm. So she'll make you do it, and then you you'll. Um, she'll advise you based on that so everyone yeah. has different personalities but she can't sometimes they might not know all your background your history and stuff so yeah. it's better to just take a personality type and then base her advice on that so it's a bit weird but yeah I found that really interesting so what she did was she asked me and a couple of other colleagues to mm. all just basically give her a description of a picture like if I say um, what's the picture and uh, and like what's the first thing that comes into your head? Yeah. What would you guys say? Sounds like the spec saver eye test where you see the balloon in the distance, man. Yeah, basically something like that. But uh, yeah, if I was telling you to picture something, yeah. an image in your head, mm. what's the first thing you'd say? Like describe it. Describe it in the way I see it. Yeah. Okay. Like, like okay. All right. Let's say for example, you send me a picture of uh, a cat 
in no, the street. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, oh just wait. The word image. Like, yeah. What do you see in your head? Like what do you picture? Blank space. Blank space. Yeah. So if I said image, you you picture blank space. Yeah. That sounds like some dodgy first <laughs> If you say image, what do you want me to? You're saying, or oh, what does the word image look like? To yeah, what does black what space you visualize it as? Black space, black unless space. you actually put an image forward. You yeah. get me? Yeah, see, that's uh, everyone will give a different see answer that? for that. Yeah. That's what that Photoshop you? answer right there, bro. <laughs> like a picture. He's buffed. He's buffed. Hey, wrap up. Let's wrap up. A picture, isn't it? What kind of picture? Just like, I don't know, for some reason. Right now, I'm just thinking of a family photo. Family photo. Yeah. Okay. That's for me. Oh, we're going to dig that deep, yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. Not? I picture my cat in it. What? Picture your cat. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you got scratches on what? it. Was that from your cat? Yeah. I knew it. it the scratch marks are there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Play around in it. Freak show. Freak show. Do you not get any scratch? Scratches on your cat. I can't deny you, bro. That's how she ran away, bro. Wow. This guy burns and kisses his cat. What? Why is my cat? There's no proof of it. You know, that's the worst kind of excuse. Uh, huh? they say, there's no proof of it. That means, <laughs> there's no proof of it. Uh, she has meals. That means it's there everything. somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. That's why you eat tuna all the time. <laughs> you go get the point in, bro. But yeah, um, any critiques of the book? Um, yeah, I thought that a lot of the stuff that he's talking about, like the whole... Getting digging into your personal stuff and letting that be out in the open and stuff because there's lots of times that he mentioned stuff that I feel like could have kept to himself or kept private. Let me see, but there's certain type of people they don't really mm. they feel comfortable putting their business out there, in it. but yeah. So I feel personally, a lot of the stories and stuff are forcing it, like you were saying earlier. Mm. They didn't need to be like you need to give so many examples. You get me? It's funny because he said himself, sometimes you can take things out. Uh, like you're yeah. saying, you can omit things so you don't have to add these things to your story, but he was he was doing a lot of that himself. Yeah. What about you? I personally like the book, innit? It was a good book. I, I uh, really yeah, agree with that. But, well, no critiques. I don't really Comment think. Shots, so he's going to say 9 out of 10, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no critiques is uh, 10 out of 10, bro. Let's be honest. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this I think I might have to give it a 10. Is, First 10 of 2019, you sure yeah. you want to go there, yeah? yeah? We'll talk about this one day. No, because I, I proper like. So you think this is a ten out of ten book? I think if like you're in the field, this is like a ten out of ten book, isn't it? Uh, so you have no critiques. Hmm? You have no critiques. I don't really have any things to criticize. Oh, like all the view points view. that he made, in it, I agreed with. Nah, this guy paid off, bro. So that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So last thing I wanted to ask was, in terms of, would you guys jump on a stage to do that? And what would you? What story Ooh, would you tell? Question. What story you know would you tell? I think um, I think we should do it as well. I'll tell a couple work stories, isn't it? Work related stories. Work related stories. Uh, yeah. know my history. No, you're some Maryland ones. Huh? Nah. Well, that's not interested enough. No, it is, but because we don't know what type of audience we attract, you understand? Maybe it's relatable. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. obviously, you have someone that's born and raised here. They're from this country, like their ethnic background. They're, they're English, mm. British. They'd be like, oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool, yeah. I think they would, they would love to hear the story. They love to, I'm not saying they wouldn't, uh, but I'm saying... Baboon kicking your ass. Yeah, but I'm saying uh, stuff like work-related incident that, you know what I mean, you decide petty that mm. you shouldn't have. A lot of people can relate to that, you get me? Mm. But some stories, you get me, some people, it'll make them, they'll, they'll enjoy it, but they won't feel as relatable to that, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't know, unless they went out there and had the experiences with like, like baboons and stuff, monkeys abusing them in it, but... Mm. Yeah. David Ambrose, love your stories. But like, obviously, an example from that, like... <coughs> from that baboon story like yeah. um, like from this book yeah. if you were to like sort of apply some of the stuff that he was saying um, that the whole baboon kicking you like 
in the back and stuff like that. Okay. I said that in the back of it. It's like, it's, it's, it's obviously like not the major bit in oh, yeah, the story, in it? But like the bit story. that that obviously people would relate to. Or like you could say, for example, like you could, if you were to like take that as an actual story that you would say to people, in it? Yeah. Um, obviously talking and stuff about like how the food being stolen from you yeah. affected you, in it? Like that's something that... No one believes me, fam. That people yeah. would... Yeah, me. That would make it more relatable. You have to explain to your mom. Yeah, I got, I got robbed by, <laughs> by, by monkeys, but a gang of baboons. You're looking at me like you're mad. Mm. Like, they're happening, but um. So yeah. what, what do you, what would you, what kind of story would you tell them? <coughs> don't be so generic. Nah, I don't want to hear. Do you know what? You guys have been relying too much on school, man. I want to hear more of. Yeah, I mean, you're outside. What well, active lives? Yeah. That we, that we don't need. Like if you didn't tell the if you didn't tell the boat story. On the podcast, then I'll tell you you could have run with that, yeah. Who's that him? It was quite entertaining, no, the canoe one. Oh, yeah, oh my days. You could have told that one, that was a very interesting story. I, was very uh, I don't want to tell it again. <laughs> Read him in the memories. Nah, mate. I don't want to do any any kind of war activities again. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm not too sure. <laughs> what about you? Mate, you, you can't just slip like your back like that, man. What the hell, man? It's a circus, man. Listen, Timmy T, come on, brother. Pass the ball in it. Uh, I don't know. Probably. And would you prepare? Like, would you prepare? Or would you freestyle it? No, I'll prepare obviously. No, I'll freestyle hundred percent. That's, that's the, the best kind of stories. Yeah. No, like in terms so of much, like you it? know where each point is going in it. Yeah. Um, not just like freestyle, not I knowing what you're gonna talk about. My girl, I feel like some point. of the some of the best stories I heard is a story that someone's telling me halfway. They they change like change topics. Because himself, he said, don't memorize the whole story. Remember the, the yeah, key yeah. parts at the beginning, uh, the mid, like the part where something big changed or whatever, mm. and then the, the ending. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up here then. So, what about you? What, what would you say? So, uh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm becoming the man of mystery, innit? That's, that's what I'm trying to do, innit? But, nah, what I would do, it's probably something... I think family, i got a big family, innit? So, I think a lot of people would relate to... The, the shenanigans that you experience within a family and uh, it's interesting like just a tangent again on this like I was thinking about how um, there's a lot of things that I used to do when I was younger yeah. that I see my siblings do now and like for example like do you ever just sit and just, like you ever it's like late in the night and then mm. you have like a just a long conversation with, with your siblings like in the middle of the night just wow. randomly mm. and you're just talking about rubbish yeah, and then yeah. Yeah, your parents come in like, yo, shut up, shut up. Yeah, and then you, they go go away again, and then you start talking again. <laughs> like recently, my younger siblings have been doing that a lot, and I'm, I'm just thinking, what are these are talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told them shut up as well, but then I'm like, ah, oh, they're, they're just kids, they're just and gonna, yeah. let them do what they want in it. But yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. Like a lot of the things that you mentioned, I feel like you can apply a lot of them, and I feel like um, you could also teach them to kids as well to help them understand the importance of storytelling and. Mm-hmm. Um, like where they can use it in their lives as well and how yeah. they can develop using that so yeah I think it's a, it's a good book and I would definitely recommend it okay well, anything, anything you want to add? okay cool I'll wrap it up here then so thank you very much for listening before we leave I'd like you to consider leaving a review on our iTunes um, app or whatever podcast app you're using just leave a review it'll help us out a lot and it will only take a minute or two of your time also subscribe to the YouTube channel and we'll see you in two weeks time Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please leave a review, comment, like, and subscribe, all of that good stuff.
and follow us on our socials and a special thank you to Huda Television for providing the studio. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves, they want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it, period.